listening to Season 5, Episode 1 of Vixen, a Black Beauty and Pop Culture Podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is on 90s girl group, Jeanette. Now, let's start the show. Hi guys, welcome back to an all new episode and an all new season of Vixen. Welcome back y'all. It feels amazing to be back. And some of y'all might be wondering why the hell it took so long. I was supposed to have been back. This was supposed to come back in December. It was supposed to come back in um, 2021. But unfortunately, y'all, that did not happen. I'm going to save y'all the sob story and all of the crazy details. But basically, um, and I know that this probably happened to a lot of people last month. Last month kicked my ass, y'all. Like December chewed me up spit me right back out and then was like, nah, come back for some, I want more. Let me chew you again and I'm gonna spit you out again. It was absolutely awful. So like mid-December, um, I got very, very sick. It was not COVID, but it was like some kind of like infection I had. Um, and that took me out for about a week's time. Then once I recovered from that, I would say maybe like a week and a half after I cu- recovered from that, I got COVID. So, I mean, it was just, it was really bad. So I spent most of December very, very ill um, to the point where I couldn't work, let alone do anything for Vixen, let alone really do anything for myself in general. So um, it was hard uh, and I had to come to the decision to push back season five, which I really, really didn't want to do. I wanted to come back in December like I planned to, but this was for the best. I wouldn't have been giving you guys my absolute best had I tried to come back um, in December just to give y'all, just to keep the deadline, you know? So I'm glad that I took that time. Um, I'm feeling much, much better, y'all. I am COVID free, y'all. Ain't no more club COVID over here. I'm COVID negative. I'm feeling really, really great. Still taking it very easy, but I feel good. Um, so to anyone out there who also caught COVID over the holiday season, I know it was a lot of us. I hope that you guys feel better. I hope that you have recovered. Um, just try to take it easy, y'all. It's not worth trying to overexert yourself. That's one thing I realized when I, I'm going on a tangent, but that was one thing I realized when I had COVID and had to isolate by myself and couldn't see my family for the holidays or anything. Like I realized I spent a lot of time like overexerting myself and putting so much energy into like everything. I'm just always on 10. People who know me know I'm always at like, I'm, I'm always on, on. Okay. So you definitely have to take that time to, um, you know, just slow yourself down so that you can fully recover. Because if you keep trying to go at life when you have it, um, like business as usual, you're not going to get better. So I'm so sorry. My thoughts are with you guys who weren't able to see your family due to COVID, whether you had it or a loved one had it. Um, or has it, and I hope that you guys feel better soon. Um, but yes, welcome back to a all new episode of Vixen. So I wanted to kick this season off with a little lighthearted episode. We're going to talk about the uh, 90s girl group duo, Janae. This, Janae plays a really, my like, as soon as I hear their music, I think about my childhood. My mom played their first album, Out, Okay out so (laughs) whenever I hear them I just think about me and my mom would actually go to New York on the weekends we would drive up there from DC um maybe like a couple times a year we would drive the four hours and she would listen to that album and other albums and like 
Janae is just very cinemas with my childhood. And I wanted to figure out like how they came about, what happened, why did they break up? Why did they why did their career not last as long as some other girl groups from that time? So let's get into it. The year was 1990, and Jean and Renee had just met through a larger group of girlfriends at Temple University. One day, the two were hanging out with this large group of girls, just listening to the radio, vibing as one does, you know. They started singing along to the songs, and that's when Jean and Renee realized that both of them could sing. On top of that, both girls played the piano and wrote music of their own. Jean Baylor, then known as Jean Norris, was born and raised in Morristown, New Jersey, right in the church, y'all. Like, she was a church girl. Um, she came from a musical family. She played the piano with her mom. Um, eventually, she went to actual piano lessons, and then she started singing in the children's choir at the church where her father, Dennis, was the pastor. Renee Newfield was born in Jamaica and moved to Brooklyn with her family as a child. Renee was always into music. Um, she constantly wrote her own music, composed her own songs. She was just always doing things like that. The two started spending time together in the music building at Temple, just collaborating on songs. Um, they were not officially a group yet at this point. They were just kind of like, you know, collaborating, working with each other, bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, but after doing that for a little while, they started to compete in talent shows together and they started to get asked to perform at other events around Temple. In 1991, the pair was introduced to DJ Jazzy Jeff and started working with him on a bunch of stuff. Um, but one of the records that they did together, called Ring My Bell, ended up on DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's fourth album, Home Base. So even though this was their first big recording, nothing really happened for the girls at this time. So mind you, they weren't even an official group yet, um, but it just didn't really pop off for them. I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I don't think they were properly credited on this song either, maybe because they didn't have a name for the group yet, but I don't know. I don't see them in the credits, but let me know if I'm wrong, y'all. But anyway, um, Jean and Renee kept on doing their thing and they decided that they wanted to try to record a full album. The two took a trip to New York City to see multiple record labels, just basically auditioning for a chance. Um, they ended up at Flavor Unit. The Flavor Unit started as a rap collective with members mainly from New Jersey and New York. Um, one of its most famous members is none other than the Queen, obviously, Queen Latifah. Um, Queen Latifah and another one of the original Flavor Unit members, Shaquem Compere, uh, they took over the name and they started Flavor Unit Management. So it went from being like a rap collective to like a management slash record label type thing. Um, they manage artists like Monica, SWV, Total, Faith Evans, um, Donnell Jones, Naughty by Nature, and many, many more. We will be here all day listing everyone that they worked with. Um, these days, uh, Flavor Unit, from what I know, they do a lot of entertainment deals now. I know that they... Um, they worked with Centric. I remember that. I know they've done work with MTV and VH1. And then most recently, I think they are now working with Netflix. So this is where things really start to pop off for Jean and Renee. Um, KG of Naughty by Nature, who was also a part of Flavor Unit, was looking for a girl group to work with. I think he was just looking for somebody um, to like sing the hooks on his song or just kind of like to cultivate a girl group, right? Um, so they were in the right place at the right time. And KG was really, really impressed by them. So they got right to recording at this point it was time for them to come up with a name okay like at this point y'all gotta come up with a name they're actual group now they're about to be signed you know they're doing professional recordings it was time so Renee is like okay let's combine our first names and we'll use like the French pronunciation of them which is Jeanne Jeanne um, so they added a z for a little pizzazz a little spice you know and that's how we got Jeanne 
So KG immediately had Janae um, record for Flavor Unit's upcoming compilation album called Roll With The Flavor. The girls didn't really have any um, expectations for this, but they were very excited to do the song um, because they immediately liked the song and they knew other people would too. And that's a big thing. I feel like people who write their own music, um, and in this case, we have two girls in a group together who both write music. So it's like, if they like a song that's given to them, I feel like that's a really big deal. Y'all know what I mean? So they were really excited about this song and they were right. You know, the song took off and so did Janae. Here's a condensed quote from a 2011 interview Jean did with You Know I Got Soul. We were still in our very last year of college, so we would go up to the studio on the weekends and we would come back home and go to school, and that's when Hey Mr. DJ was created, along with most of the first album. Graduation was in May of 1993, and I finished up school and moved up to New York and got started with everything. Finishing up the album, starting to do promo dates, that kind of thing. That's how it all got started from there. We signed our deal with KG and Motown at the time. Now, let's talk about the iconic track that Jean mentioned. You might know it, you might not, but I have no idea how you wouldn't, especially if you know who this group is. Hey, Mr. DJ. Shortly after getting signed, Janae recorded the track, which sampled a 1982 club hit called Looking Up To You by Michael Wyckoff. It really did not take long for this song to take off, y'all. The song quickly became a party anthem and it was probably played at every party that year like I wasn't there but I would bet money that every party this that year played hey Mr. DJ like I was saying earlier this song is just so nostalgic for me it reminds me so much of my mom um and we would just listen to it all the time especially on road trips so hey mom love you um, you know, black single mom things, black single mom in the late 90s, early 2000s thing. So anyway, Hey Mr. DJ goes off. Um, it climbs up the Hot 100, up the R&B charts. It was played nonstop on the radio and then it went gold. On February 15th, 1994, their debut album, Pronounced Janae, was released. Renee wrote and composed the majority of the songs on the album herself, but um, Jean did a lot of contribution for it as well. The success of Hey Mr. DJ and the follow-up single, Send In My Love and Groove Thing, helped the album go gold by the end of the year. Two years after its release in 1996, Pronounced Janae went platinum. Janae did a ton of performances, a ton of appearances, and they went on a national tour with Maxwell that year as well. So they had like a blowout first album with three hits, three big hits. Um, it just, it was amazing. And it, it, it just like solidified the fact that these girls were really, really talented and they really had something. And I just think we'll talk more about like that style of music later, but I feel like hey mr dj really defines like this era of music and this kind of like r&b hip-hop fusion but we'll talk more about it later hey y'all so i know we're all excited to come out of this pandemic and get back to our regular lives but let's be honest we've been through a lot these last two years you might feel like you need to step back reassess process it all set new goals or just talk to somebody i was feeling the exact same way and i just had my very first session with my new life coach tola maria i ain't gonna lie y'all i was nervous but tola made the space very comfortable i felt safe and i felt like i could be open and honest although she made me comfortable she did not hold back y'all she definitely told me about myself but it all felt really constructive i got some good tips it was definitely eye-opening and very much needed 
Having a life coach is something that I think black women can truly get a lot out of. So I've partnered with Tola Maria Life Coach to offer my listeners 12% off their bulk sessions when they use my code FIXIN. You can use this code on her website, which will be linked down in the show notes. And you can find her on Instagram at tmarialifecoach. That's T-M-A-R-I-A Life Coach. And don't forget to use code VIXEN and let her know that I've sent you. So after the album came out, Janae did a few features for other artists such as Busta Rhymes and De La Soul. Um, They also did songs for the NFL Jams compilation album and the NBA 50th anniversary compilation album. Um, The the girls also did a couple movie soundtracks. They did Panther, um, Higher Learning, and most famously, A Low Down Dirty Shame. Yes, they recorded Shame. Y'all know know Shame. They recorded Shame for the soundtrack. That one was a hit within itself. I feel like a lot of people don't even know that that was a song for a soundtrack because it was so big on its own. Um, and that was when the girls just gave their all on movie soundtracks. Like we don't get that anymore. Right. Like I was thinking about that when I wrote this, I'm like, I don't remember like the last time I heard a banging soundtrack other than insecure. Right. Like that show soundtrack is really, really fire. What else? The last thing I remember for a movie is, um, I know Cardi just produced the soundtrack for that Netflix movie with Halle Berry. I think it's called Bruised. But that was the last time I've heard of anybody really putting their all into a soundtrack. Am I am I missing one? Let me know what y'all think. Are the, are the girls still doing like crazy soundtracks? Let me know. Okay, so now at this point, it's time for Gina Renee to start recording their next album. Saturday Night was released on April 22nd, 1997. Now, Let's get this straight. By no means was this album a flop per se, but it just, it didn't have that je ne sais quoi. You know, it didn't have that success. Y'all forgive me. I'm being so silly, but it's because I haven't recorded in so long and I just like miss talking to y'all. But anyway, it just didn't have like that spice, like pronounced je ne, right? Um, the lead single request line, this song did pretty well. Um, it broke the top 40 on the top, on the hot 100, excuse me. Um, and it's follow-up single crush got to 24 on the R and B charts. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't like the first one. Um, I read, uh, I've never listened to this album in full and I did read a couple of reviews of this album. And a lot of people were saying that it just sounded a lot like they were making the same song and they were, um, following the same formula. I haven't heard it in full yet, but I'm going to listen to my, listen to it for myself. If you guys have listened to both albums all the way through, if you're a Janae fan, let me know what you think. Like, what do you think happened there with that second album? I also saw people critiquing, um, the fact that the girls, um, came back with a different look. Um, I'm going to post a ton of pictures of them on Instagram for those who don't know like who they are, or what they look like. But when they came out, they had these very cropped hairstyles. Love. So 90s. So 90s. I love that look. My friend Dory, her mom. Hey, Miss Michelle. Her mom really, really, her mom rocks that cropped look. I love Miss Michelle. She's so stylish. But anyway, hey, Miss Michelle. Hey, Dory. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about Dory later in this episode. But anyway, um, so they had like these cropped haircuts, very 90s, super, super cute. Um, and they stood out. But I saw people critiquing that when they came back out with the second album, they had longer hair. They were dressing different. I don't really feel like things like that matter. 
um, as long as the music is good. But y'all let me know what y'all think. I'm going to listen to the album in full and give my thoughts. After the second album was released, the duo agreed to part ways in the middle of recording their third album. However, I don't really think that that second album was the demise of the group. Like, I don't think that album not being a smash hit like the first one really was the reason why they broke up. Here's another quote from Jean from that um, interview she did with You Know I Got Soul. That was really my decision. I decided that I was ready to get back to exploring music on my own as an individual. We had a lot of musical influences, both Renee and I, before we got into the group. And it was hard to be creative and have the space to express yourself in that way, a group setting. So we did the two albums, two albums in seven years, and I was just ready to step away from the group and start doing music on my own again. I felt like I would have the creative freedom to write and sing and do what I wanted to do. So it's given that they just went their separate way so that they could have full creative control over their own music, which of course makes sense. And I feel like any artist would want their own input to be the end all be all. Um, also, I'm just speculating here. I don't know anything about this, but it does seem like neither one of them were really wanting to be in a group in the first place. You get what I mean? Like just from reading how um, they met and how they were just kind of working together as collaborators, but they it took them a while for them to say they were in a group and give themselves a name. You get what I'm saying? That doesn't mean anything, but I'm, I look at that as like, I don't think either of them really wanted to be in a group. I think they just worked very well together and it happened. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like any time when people are put together, whether it's just by like fate, like these two, or when people are like put together by like someone who's acting as puppet master like um what's that woman Rob Robin Anton the woman who put together pussycat dolls I feel like whenever that happens like a like at some point the group is going to break apart because everybody's kind of a solo artist I feel like that kind of happened with Danity Kane too everybody in Danity Kane wanted to be on their own except for like from what I remember maybe Shannon I don't know but anyway I'm going on a tangent but I, I just feel like these two girls, they weren't like, I want to be in a girl group. These people, these two, Jean and Renee, were just like, I want to be art an artist. I'm an artist. I'm going to be an artist, you know? And then eventually it doesn't work out because they both want to have their creative input and their creative control. I'm sure they were both grateful for the opportunity and happy about what happened, you know, with them being a successful group because they work very, very well together. But I feel like it happened because they work well together. You know what I mean? After Janae was dissolved, Jean married Marcus Baylor, who was a member of a jazz group called Yellow Jackets. Jean released a solo album, Testimony, My Life Story, in 2007, and a Christmas album called Light Up the World in 2011. A few years later, Jean and Marcus, her husband, um, they formed a group called The Baylor Project, releasing their self-titled album in 2017. And this album did very, very well, guys. Um, it was Grammy nominated for Best Jazz Vocal Album and Best Traditional R&B Performance that year. In 2000, Renee went on to host an internet show called 88 Soul, where she interviewed neo-soul and R&B artists like Joe Scott, Carl Thomas, Joe, and many more. It sounds like it was a really, really good show, right, y'all? I mean, I couldn't find any clips of it online. If y'all can, send them my way. I would love to watch. Um, but I just love the neo-soul era. That's another chef's kiss era right there um both Jean and Renee wrote music but Renee started to write more for other artists after the group broke up um so she worked on albums for Aaliyah, India Ari, Heather Headley, Leela James and more um she also toured the world for 15 years with Roy Hargrove and his jazz group the RH Factor um she was their singer and their keyboard player and she did all of this while performing with her own band as well 
2015, she released her debut solo single, Watching Me. So when I'm saying this era of R&B, I'm just going to describe what I mean to y'all. So it was the early 1990s. Of course, hip hop music is taking off like crazy. And many artists started to incorporate it into their own music. Um, So people outside of the hip hop rap space were like, okay, let me like borrow a couple things from rap and just kind of fuse it with what I'm doing. So in the late 1980s, a lot of R&B music, not all at all, um, but a lot of it was like, how can I describe it? Uh, it was very like dramatic. Uh, the songs were very long, lots of like crooning, lots of ballads. And when I say long, I mean like long as hell in length. Like <laughs> a lot of songs were so long then. But anyway, um, labels wanted their R&B artists to kind of get with the program. Um, they wanted them to like, just kind of like make the music more upbeat, more fun. And a lot of R&B artists want to do that on their own. They didn't need um, the label to tell them anything. They were just kind of like, I want like that kind of music as well. Um, So popular hip hop producers were brought in to craft songs that were very similar to their rap tracks, but made for an R&B singer. Um, And these songs were like about positivity, partying, you know, having a good time, that kind of thing. So if you don't know what songs we're talking about, of course, think of Hey Mr. DJ. Um, You can think of like Sounds of Blackness, Soul to Soul, a couple of Invoke songs. And a lot of Janae's later um, music followed that method too. Just, you know, like R&B fuse in with hip-hop upbeat uplifting songs so yeah I love this kind of music it always makes me feel good always reminds me of family always reminds me of just having a good time um so yeah I was really really excited for this episode so what other artists do you guys think um are included in this era of R&B would you like an episode on any of them and what do you guys think about Janet? I'm gonna go listen to Hey Mr. DJ after this and that is the story of Janae, guys. What do you guys think? Um, to sum it all up, you know, both women moved on from the group and they have had a lot of success separately, which is really cool to see because um, when I was doing the research for this episode, I was like, I, f- I felt like I was going to find like something really dramatic or like something really crazy or like the industry broke them apart or like, you know, like a crazy girl group story, right? But I didn't find anything like that. I'm not sure if they like interact anymore or like what their relationship is like today but it's really nice to see a group break up and the members have success of their own um I feel like both of these women really really deserve that just because they were so dynamic and talented on their own and when they joined forces they were really really a force to be reckoned with so I love that they are doing well I love that they are doing what they love we love to see it. Um, yeah, we just hear stories that are the opposite of that all the time. So it was really, really refreshing to do this. And like I said, we're going to start off with something lighthearted. I might make y'all cry next week. I'm not sure. You know what? No, I, I'm going I'm to make y'all cry like episode three. We can, we'll, we'll keep it light for two weeks. <laughs> And then we'll get into the hard stuff. We'll, we'll get into some some deeper topics and just more serious um, topics as well. So yeah, that was Janae. Again, I was so excited for this episode. Um, Janae reminds me so much of my mom. I love this era of R&B. We've discussed this a little bit before in the, I believe it was the Phyllis Hyman episode we talked about this from last season. All right, y'all. So that was the first episode of our brand new season of Vixen. Welcome to season five. I am so happy to be back. I cannot wait to give you guys these episodes. Um, a lot of the episodes that I have this season are ones that you guys requested. I was like, if I'm going to be gone for a long time, I'm going to come back with what they want. I'm going to do the best I can with what I got in my Mariah Carey. <laughs> 
but no i wanted to make sure since the hiatus was quite long i was like let me like hit them with all the episodes that they've requested so i've taken y'all's requests i've listened to um what you guys have had to say as far as feedback i want to say thank you guys so much for rocking with me through the long wait um so right now we will have a new episode every week of course and then we also have the book club we are reading beloved by tony morrison right now um you can go to the vixenmemoirs.com and sign up to join the book club um i'm also in the process of updating the website y'all so if you are just now joining the book club i'm gonna add a list of every book that we have read and if you want the pdf like if you want to read past books that we've read um, you can always email me, um, and let me know which books you want to read and I'll send you the free PDF, but you gotta be a part of the book club, y'all. I just need your email. You, you can't just, you can't just hit me up for the book. You know, you gotta, you gotta be a part of the club. You know what I mean? Okay. So if y'all ever want to go back and read old books, we can do that. Just, um, make sure you're a member of the book club and email me at, uh, vixenpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what book you would like. And I will send you the PDF. Trying to think of what else I need to tell you guys. Oh, of course. So my best friend, Dory, if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know, I'm always talking about Dory. Hey, Dory. Um, but Dory just launched her brand new podcast. Ooh, that's my jam. That's Ooh with three O's. Y'all subscribe, listen, leave a review. It is so, so good. I think if you enjoy Vixen, you will definitely enjoy Ooh, That's My Jam. Um, It's based around music, playlists, and the soundtrack to our lives. Um, Please give it a listen. It's so much fun. It's interview-based. She has a ton of fun music games on there. And if you like nostalgia and listening to good music, you're going to love my girl's podcast. So go over there and subscribe. Um, By the time that this episode comes out, um, her second episode will be out so you can catch up on the first one and you can also listen to her second one, which is featuring your girl, none other than me. <laughs> so y'all go over and listen to it. Um, when this episode comes out, I will put the link to her, um, episode, her interview with me, um, in my show notes and I will post about it on Instagram so you guys can find it there too. So make sure you subscribe to, Ooh, that's my jam. You can follow her on Instagram, same name, Ooh, that's my jam and Yes. So, all right, y'all. This was episode one. It feels great to be back and I will see y'all next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Thank you for listening to Vixen. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to leave a review. If you have a submission, feel free to email vixenpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with an all new episode.